The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus began to teach his disciples that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed. And after three days, rise again. He said all this quite openly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who want to lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father and the holy angels. Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Over the past uh, six weeks, I've had the pleasure of leading a class with Rabbi Jay Rosenbaum, an interfaith dialogue between Jews and Christians, which has been enlightening and life-giving. As we've explored the issues of anti-Semitism, of our various belief structures, our understandings of God's agency in the world, how we understand reconciliation, forgiveness, and our fight to bring truth and light into the world. It was, it was a series of hard conversations, but they were rooted in relationship that was life-giving and holy. And coming out the other side of it, I give great thanks for all who are vulnerable enough to put themselves into that place. It requires great vulnerability to wrestle with our texts, to wrestle with our faith, to wrestle with our communities. To show up and engage in these conversations is not easy. Just being present and being there makes all the difference in the world. It is not unlike what we do every Sunday. We show up and we wrestle with texts, texts that might be hard, to hear things that might challenge us, that might make us uncomfortable, but still we continue to show up, to wrestle, and to do that work. This particular gospel is one that requires some wrestling. This theme that runs through it, that to follow Jesus is not only difficult, but dangerous, is one that shows up in various places in the gospel. It's also one that can be somewhat perverted to say that to be a follower of Jesus, you must suffer, or that God requires us to be miserable or to suffer to be good Christians. This is the type of gospel that gets twisted and turned in those ways that can be used to justify staying in abusive situations or that can be used even out of context to think of ourselves and our in own individual faith 
our own ways in which we should deny ourselves to be closer to God without thinking of how it relates to the community. All of these ways of interpreting this gospel miss the point. It's a complex text that requires us to think of it not only in the context of our own times, but in the context of when it was written, of what it's trying to say, of how we've traditionally heard it said, and what it means for us in the end. In encountering this text, I am particularly reflective of the time I've spent in this Jewish Christian class. Because the first challenge we have is to think that we can universally apply this text to mean the same thing to all people. This is common, right? We want to find that one message, that one piece of good news that can be universally applied to all people in, in all places. There's something beautiful in that, right? That all of us can be equal and the same so that the gospels can speak the same truth to every person at the same time. And yet, that's exactly where we get into trouble because we are not all the same. We are all unique and holy and different. We come from different experiences and we live in different ways in the world. The way in which we interpret the gospel requires us to honor those differences. Jesus preached differently to different people. He had different messages for those who are powerful versus those who are weak. Jesus did not have one universal statement saying, do this and you are my follower, but instead often tempered what he was saying to be about a particular group in his particular socioeconomic status. So when we look at this text, we have to situate ourselves, our community, and what it's saying to us then. One of the fascinating pieces about the Jewish Christian class was the way in which Jay and I realized, Rabbi Jay, the, my co-teacher, that our traditions required us to approach different concepts in different, uh, the, the same concept in different ways because of the way in which our traditions lived in our current world. Christianity has often been afforded a place of power and dominance in the world. It is quite common to be Christian in the United States. We are a people, at least in most of our experiences, where we have not faced persecution because we are Christians. Now, there are Christians in the world who have experienced that, but that's not the predominant experience of those in our community or those who are taking our Jewish Christian relations class. The same cannot be said of Judaism. Judaism has long been a religion where people have been mistreated, dehumanized, and exterminated because of their faith and their background. There is a huge power differential dif uh, difference between the two traditions. And so as Jay and I talked about various concepts about especially how hard we work for justice or truth, how much we're willing to sacrifice in the world, it became clear that the places of power within our traditions required different action. Jay, Rabbi Jay spoke to moments of needing to change expectations in order for self-preservation. That to fight the good fight, 
as far as he could, could mean elimination for the Jewish people. That such fights for liberty, for the kingdom of God's reign, would be detrimental to the survival of the Jewish people. My response to the same concept was different because as a Christian, someone who is afforded a great deal of privilege just because my faith is in dominant culture, I find a different way in which I am called to struggle, to fight for freedom, for liberty, for justice, for the truth of the gospel, and for the favor of all who Jesus seeks to heal and free those who are marginalized in our world. The difference in power requires different things from different people. So what does this all have to do with the gospel? Jesus is speaking about suffering, about pain, about the danger of the cross. And this speaks differently to us if we find ourselves in positions of power. In our community, we are not one thing, but we are overwhelmingly in positions of privilege because of our socioeconomic status, the stability of our congregation, and in many ways because we are a predominantly homogenous community in the color of our skin and our status in society. That requires something different from us as we encounter a gospel like the one we do today. It requires us to see exactly what is being challenged for those in power in a text such as this. Theologian Raquel St. Clair, an African-American womanist theologian, examines this particular text, starting with the word must. The gospel starts, Jesus began to teach his disciples that the son of man must undergo great suffering. Theologian St. Clair says, when we look at the word must, we often ascribe to it that God required certain things, that God required suffering. This is a common theme in our theology of Christ's death. But the must here should not be interpreted as a must from God the divine, but a must because of what society and the political status required. The son of man must suffer, undergo great suffering because that is what the political state of the world required of someone speaking the truths that Jesus did. The son of man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the scribes and be killed. If we understand that text to be speaking not to some great preordained action by God, but instead the inevitable result of God's truth being spoken in a world and in a way that challenged political authority, it takes on a very different meaning. 
for a text that has upheld suffering as being righteous, for a text that has been upheld as saying, being a Christian is going to be hard, for a text that has been used to push people in some ways to stay in situations that are unhealthy for them, we see it differently. We cannot proclaim a gospel that, re- that says that God requires suffering. It has been a great sin of the Christian faith that we have so continually done so. God does not require suffering. God did not require Christ's pain. Instead, that is the inevitable result of God's interaction with the world as it is. Our job is to take these messages and to do the work so that the world we live in is not the world as it is, but the world as it could be. That is the message of hope that we hear over and over again from Christ. The world as it could be. It means uncomfortable clashes with the way things are. It requires us to do hard work. But especially for those of us who find ourselves in comfortable places of power and privilege, we are going to get wholly uncomfortable as we come out the other side of it. I wasn't sure coming into today how much to speak to the situation that we're currently in at Emmanuel to know that a member of our staff is leaving because of what they experienced in our community is painful. And it's an open wound. And usually we say you shouldn't preach from open wounds. But I didn't want to be inauthentic because it's what's on my mind and I'm sure what is on your minds. And of course, encountering a gospel like this I couldn't help but feel that the Holy Spirit was pushing something across. I am heartbroken and sad. And I have great belief in our ability to be the kingdom of God here at Emmanuel. I I know that God is calling us to do hard and uncomfortable work. And I deeply believe in our ability to do it. I recognize that this is not work all of us feel ready to do. But I do know it is work that God is equipped to journey alongside us with. Theologian St. Clair speaks of Audre Lorde and Emile Towns, both well-known writers, 
theologians in their own right. And they challenge the way in which we think of the words suffering and pain. They say that suffering is a way in which oppression is maintained. But pain can be an agent of transformation. What we are doing here and now, the truths that we are naming, is a movement away from suffering, which holds us in a place of maintaining oppression and uses our power instead to transform us to work that yes, is painful, but painful in a way that can be transformative and changing. It takes deep love of a community and people. It takes deep love of one another for us to be brave enough to do that work. It took great bravery for Katya to speak her truths to this community. But I believe it comes out of a place of deep love. In many ways, you can see it in Jesus and Peter in this gospel. Jesus loves Peter. Peter's going to inherit the keys to the church. He becomes the foundation of this church, you know, besides Jesus, the first leader of it. And even he, Jesus is willing to say, gets it wrong sometimes. Deep love is necessary to name truths and truths are what will move us from suffering to pain in the spirit of transformation. My prayer for myself, for all of us, is that we can bravely and tenderly journey with one another in the work that is ahead of us, recognizing that we have great power and privilege and that ultimately our goal is that all people can exist in the kingdom of God in their unique and authentic ways without being subjected to pain or to suffering. I know that God is with us. This Lent, this day, this gospel turns us towards the cross, towards the hard journey we have ahead of us. And I know that is true for our community and for myself, but I pray that we can take that journey together. Amen.